Hello, welcome to Lunar Living. We are two sisters sharing our journey of life and motherhood. Join us as we explore our spiritual roots, tuning in with our bodies and the pulse of nature's intelligence. Let's get real with it as we laugh, cry, and grow through this life together. We are your co-hosts, Sarai Irie and Jordan Ariel. Hey guys. Hello everybody. We're, we're here on episode three of Lunar Living and we thought, you know, it might be good to actually give you guys a little bit more of an idea of who we are and just kind of delve into that into us and what we're what we're about um so Sarai hello <laughs> please tell us a little bit about yourself hmm. okay um so I am a mom of a two-year-old uh, I just got married over the summer Though I'm getting actually officially married tomorrow. Well, I'm not officially, but like by law. Um, because uh, my husband, now husband, Alex, and I were so busy planning so many things with the wedding. And I thought by hiring the rabbi to like do our wedding that like she was just gonna handle all of that. So um, we didn't get a marriage license. <laughs> and... Um, so we're like on the phone trying to figure this out. And they're like, we need you both to be here to like tell you anything. And we're like, what the heck? Like we have to drive all the way to L.A. And like we don't even know what's going to happen. And we have a two-year-old. And we're just like, what the heck? So then, yeah, we were like, let's just get married. We're getting state married tomorrow. And we're spiritually married since August 5th. Um, we had a pretty big wedding. Um, it was beautiful and spiritual and all of that. It was also pretty stressful. And the next couple of months after that, I kind of had like a whole come down and coming in to wifehood. Um, so, yeah, the whole like becoming a wife part was like just gorgeous and amazing for me. I'm so happy and feel so aligned um, with every bit of that empowered and it was definitely an initiation like the same way that birth was but not as physically like involved obviously um yeah but like the whole like planning of it and I like really do believe in like manifestation and I just you know, wish that I had like meditated more going into it or something because like I was like high strung and now like the Thanksgiving holidays are coming around and JMO just had his second birthday and I felt that energy coming back and I was like no like just like take it day by day bite by bite um so yeah and a lot of beauty has come out of that surrender and so that's kind of my focus in this chapter is like allowing things to be and like in that allowing them to be beautiful 
instead of trying to force them to be beautiful Mm. and then like they're so beautiful because like it's life and my life is beautiful Mm -hmm. um but also stressful and like I definitely I honestly don't want that I don't want the stress that's weird yeah I know (laughs) well also I'm like really aware of how like my body is like probably addicted to like the stress hormones and so like Mm -hmm. we'll create new situations and I'm trying to like reprogram my thoughts and feelings my way of being into you know just the me that feels good and chooses joy and chooses faith and like doesn't just like choose faith choose happiness like lives it like mm-hmm. embodied yes and being here is part of that you know showing up for this and like answering the call of like creating content and being myself like openly yeah well so and about that self like what <laughs> um what tell us about your passions tell everybody about what are your passions I mean other than like your family and your baby and your marriage right. and all that but like <laughs> the big main ones um so I love it being creative in any way that brings me back into that flow state um lately I've been painting more um so that's really cool I've been painting for a few years now I started about six years ago and then I took like a few years off I always like will doodle or whatever if I have a pen and think no one's ever gonna see it but that's the whole point too of like my creative endeavors now is that like I need to do it you know even if anyone's gonna see it like I need to surrender in front of everyone not just in my private little corner in a journal I know I'm gonna burn um yeah I remember the first time I ever saw one of your journals like (laughs) where I actually like you know peaked it because you had it like open on your bed or whatever and I saw that you had these doodles in there and I was like what the heck I didn't even know she could draw (laughs) like lived with this person my you know <laughs> since the moment she was born had no idea she could draw oh my and I don't you must have been you were a teenager at the time but I was like dang thank you yeah I've been journaling since forever um and your writing is freaking off the hook Sarai's a beautiful poet an amazingly talented writer I mean Aww, she thanks. she really does like you your writing is like there it's so freaking special and it's it's a different I don't know like you just your your voice is so unique and like you have this this wit in this way that oh thank you I mean it's it's just it's really how I feel I feel like I I've read you know many like published poets where I'm like I feel like you're like you should be amongst them. Oh, like, thank you. I mean, some there there are some published too, poets I'm like, who I'm like, Sarah's stuff is way better. Than yeah, they'll like, like write literally things like, "I rose, I fell, the ocean, it calls" or something, and it's like reposted a thousand times. I'm like, 
like and not as to say that's not beautiful as well like that's I know I was like I don't know I was kind of moved by yeah that. yeah <laughs> right like it is beautiful too but I I'm all I'm saying is when I see those things I'm like I should like post a poem or you know whatever share it um I actually got that guidance recently um because I got this like little oracle deck and I was like super anxious to the point where I was like intentionally breathing otherwise I would literally be like seizing up um and I was cleaning my room and I finally cleaned it to the point where like I found this and I was like hmm I'm gonna like pull a card and I just was like ask for guidance in um my creative path and I got like that um you know like it pretty much was like don't be afraid to share Mm -hmm. um so yeah here we are sharing and thank you so much for all of your kind speaking of of my writing I mean it's how I authentically feel side note (laughs) when you said like when you were talking about cleaning up your room it just reminded me (laughs) I don't know how I came across this on Spotify, but <laughs> there is like this guy. I, I need to, I'll, I'll find it and we'll, we'll put it in the show notes, but there's an artist who does remixes of like different speakers and stuff. And there's this remix he does of Jordan Peterson going, clean up your room. Clean, clean clean up your room <laughs> and like, but it's actually like a very inspirational speech and it's all like mashed up and like sometimes it just will play in my head when like I'm feeling overwhelmed and I'm just like yes you have a room mm-hmm. clean 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 up your room like I don't mm-hmm. know it's just yeah. so it's so good it's oh my really gosh funny um yeah do you know what I'm talking about no Jeffrey? but I just like feel like I know just by hearing it and knowing <laughs> how his voice sounds like it's really oh good you guys gosh. we'll 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 link it in the show notes and you should check it out because it's very inspiring if you need some inspiration to clean up your room or just like to stop feeling so stressed out in life it's just such good advice you have the most fire playlists though I have to say like I go to your profile and listen on my way here. I listened to your affirmation, affirmation jams playlist and got so pumped and like I cried and I laughed and it was just, it's so beautiful. I wanted to like story it and be like, ladies, like fucking save this playlist because like I cannot count the amount of times that that playlist has like literally flipped my day okay we'll put that one in the show notes too oh my gosh listen <laughs> the to affirmation affirmation jams it's yeah a playlist that I made that amongst like, many playlists that you've made but like that one's just like uh, like it's really pumped like yeah it's it's a like pump empowering. you up like especially especially for it's it's totally I mean I'm a woman and I'm like yeah it's totally geared toward women like yeah it's literally like take up space sis and like pretty girl magic and like (laughs) just all these amazing amazing affirmation songs uh that's one of your creative gifts (laughs) oh thank you curator Mm -hmm. i've and yeah so about about me a little bit i guess i should share just to get get my voice out there um 
I, yeah, I have curated professionally art work before as well um, for little venue in Hollywood. And I, um, I, so I'm, I'm a painter and artist as well. And yeah, dabbled in, in some curation. I am a yoga teacher, a doula, a, um, an energy worker. And, um, yeah. And just, a wellness consultant as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so I mean, I guess that's kind of all, all of those things combined end up becoming that. So I am, um, yeah, I'm a healer, a yoga teacher, an artist, a singer, an actress. Mm -hmm. I'm like every type of like creative outlet. I love it. I've, I've not every type, but those ones you know yeah, I mean I've that's done. so many um, and I adore and I just like talking philosophy I yes. just yeah I'm like science religion philosophy all that all that kind of stuff I'm, yeah. I mean I want to talk about it Let's the deep go. things basically if, if people are down to like sit down and have like a really deep conversation about things that matter, I'm like, Oh yeah, you're my people. Yeah, it's so awesome. I totally feel you. Like I'll be having like, I'll, I'll like be at a party, like literally be at a party and like notice someone like check out and I'm like, damn, like I went on my spiritual ramp for too long for this person, you know? Cause I'm like, it connects to this and that. And wow, you know what I just realized, but like you're, someone that I can just do that with and we're like in the same stream of thought and I mean that's why we're here right because our conversations just are really very enjoyable I think yeah you know I mean yep yeah pretty much that's how that's how I feel about it you know that's pretty true I think that you're pretty cool and I enjoy your company so um also yeah I'm a mommy too I have three baby boys, boy mom. Um, one of them, my oldest is two, two and a half. And I have twins, um, 10 month old twins. Um, so my, my whole journey into motherhood. Yeah, definitely. Like for all of us, it's a journey, right? But my, it's funny cause my, births were like totally not at all what I thought they were gonna be I was like I'm I'm like obsessed with birth I'm Mm -hmm. like really into it I you know took a doula training and I've read so many books Mm -hmm. like before I even you know was anywhere close to having babies I was reading books and attending births and I attended you know, a few before I had my own, but like so crazy. You are amazing. And I felt like I actually ended up walking away from being a doula at that point because I was like, I felt like such imposter syndrome because I hadn't had Mm. a baby yet. And I mean, I know some people do it. Some people are like, doulas midwives I mean they're male OBs right or like it it, I'm I just felt like 
gosh, like how can I be here telling this woman like, you got this, you're so strong and you can handle this. Like when I'm like, I don't freaking know what it's like. I don't know what it's like. I didn't know what it was like. And like, I knew that I didn't know what it was like. And I personally just couldn't, I couldn't do it. So I ended up walking away from that for a while. Now that I've had my own babies, I'm like, okay, I'm actually, you are the most amazing doula at my birth. Like you, especially because it was you, but, um, I definitely see this gift that you have for being able to show up for women when they're going through that very like vulnerable place. You just like show up like so fully and it's so cool. Like, I think if I was in that situation, I might be like, whoa, this is like, it's so extreme and intense, but like you're just there and present and like empowering and empowered. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I like, I love it. I don't know that threshold of life and just being there. Like, because I, I believe that birth can be and should be a catalyst for personal growth, for spiritual growth, like of a woman. Absolutely. You know, I mean, like it's people say all the time, like seriously, all the time, especially mm. because I had like the experience I had with my second birth. I, mm. I, I get it a lot. Well, all that matters is that, you know, your yeah. baby's healthy. You got a baby. Love that cliche, right? You know, like you've got winning. a healthy yeah. baby. And, you know, well, they're here now. And, you know, that's all that matters. And I'm like, okay, yes, that's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The most important thing is that everybody came out the other end alive and well, like, you know, but it's not the only thing that matters. Yeah. It's not all that matters. No. And as a matter of fact, like it is so far from the only thing that matters. Like there's so much about it that really freaking matters. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it, women can come out the other end of birth, like completely traumatized Yeah, because you are literally in such, like, it's such a vulnerable place, but it's like um, you are, like, wide open physically and spiritually, too. And Mm -hmm. so in every way, mentally, emotionally, like, all of it. In any way you can imagine consciousness being, yeah. Yeah. So, So you can come out traumatized and or. You can come out freaking empowered. Yeah. And this is why, women, we need to take charge of birth, I believe. Take charge of our bodies, which is kind of like, not even kind of, this is what, like, birth was the catalyst for us to even be tracking our cycles to the moon Mm -hmm. and even, like, notice this. Like, before I got pregnant, I was like, I have irregular periods, you know, like, I didn't even... I wasn't even in tune with my body. I couldn't even tell, like, when I was, like, ovulating. Like, I kind of could, but I would be like, well, I think I am. Mm. I think I'm going to get my period. And now I'm way more connected because I was able to have an empowering experience. And the parts of it that were more difficult, 
were lessons and things that I was like, okay, this is shining a light on this because I need to grow here. Um, but it's absolutely a rite of passage. The transformation from maiden to mother is as ancient as human humanity is, mm-hmm. you know, like it's, it's a, a rebirth for the mama too. Uh-huh. I mean, like, so it's, that's why it was so beautiful at, um, at, Sarai's son's birthday (laughs) which was yesterday and our friend um our friend Elise um acknowledged like she was like happy birthday to you Sarai because like it's your birthday like it's the day you gave birth you know and it's so intense too and you feel it or at least I I feel it like I thought oh his first birthday I was emotional And I was like, he's one. This is like his first birthday. And then this year I was like, oh my gosh, he's two. This is his second birthday. And it was like still just as emotional for me for kind of different reasons. But still like I was like, wow, two years ago today, you know, I was Mm -hmm. laying in bed with my squishy little crystal skull looking baby. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and uh, yeah, and it's, it's been the most beautiful journey for, you know, even my relationship too. Like, it's just like threw us into this version of ourselves that's like so much more aware of what really like life is all about. And people tell Mm. you this cliche, like anyone who has kids or doesn't, you know, they're like oh that's all like no that's what really matters like oh my kids like and people like it's like and I just didn't get it I just didn't like get it and then I was like oh fuck like love can feel like this strong like damn that's crazy or like also love can feel like this like safe space Mm. you know Mm -hmm. just absolutely mind-blowing 10 out of 10 recommend (laughs) I do I recommend it yeah I recommend having a child if you're a woman even of any age if you like feel called to wanting a child like I feel like your spirit is meant for it Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I love it and it is (laughs) I I love it because it's all the things mm-hmm. and like so in in yoga there's this like their concept of tapas which is um austerity but really like a more literal translation from what i understand is fire mm. and um in the sutras there's a saying that says um one who lives a life of tapas is living a life of exposing themselves to the extremes of pleasure and mm-hmm. pain. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, I'm, I like, I'm down, I'm down to live a life of tapas. Like, even if I yes. have to deal with the extremes of pain, like I also get to experience these great heights and that's what it is like I feel like motherhood is Mm. takes freaking tapas 
mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's, you are exposed to the absolute extremes of pleasure and pain and like birth and, you know, even mentally and, and motherhood, like all of it so far, I've only been doing yeah. it for two years, but so far Same. I've experienced like the greatest joy and like the hardest freaking pain. Mm-hmm. And also like, it's beautiful. Right. Like I'm not a person who is trying to like avoid the hard things in life. you know like I'm like okay like let's live through this and experience it because this is a gift too right this is a gift too and like you know my my friend Sabrina I says like um (laughs) it's either a lesson or a blessing I think she has like a pat she was like um following a pastor who says like everything in life is either a lesson right. or a blessing. Yes. And I'm like, one. I feel like everything is both. Right. I feel like everything is right, both. Right. I, yeah, I totally agree with that. So yeah. also, um, just like bringing it back to birth and my kids and all that stuff. Like, um, Shout out to my amazing freaking husband because he he's he's just like so freaking good and he shows up in every way. <laughs> but yeah, I mean a big that's a big part of who I am too is yeah. my husband's name is also Jordan. Yes. So we're Jordan and Jordan. Some people call us the Jordans. And we've been together since we were 17 years old. We're coming up on our 10-year wedding anniversary. So um, we've Mm. been together 15 years and almost married for a decade. Um, And yeah, he's my best friend. And also, he's the producer of this podcast. Thanks, Joe. (laughs) Hey, yo, shouts outs. For real, though. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're we're blessed with some really really beautiful amazing people in our lives. That's for sure. So Sarai. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um t- let's 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 hear a little bit more about your your art and also your uh your flow, your flower. Yes, I am project. a flower. Mm-hmm. Um but it's spelled I am the flow dot E-R. Um, and that is because in any creative outlet, I find that the most profound things come through me when I just channel um, creativity, divine creativity, and let it flow through me. And that is the way that I create and I love that it's like my personal meditation and a way of living. I feel like art can save your life and open your heart and teach you things. Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm channeling, I often don't have an idea. Well, I have an idea, but I don't have a sp- specific like hard 
like thing that I'm making like paint an apple okay like then I'll like I just usually start with like a shape or an idea I'll see something or feel something in nature like I'll feel the spirit of a tree and it stays with me and later I'll have my journal and just draw that tree and give it a personification and expression um the most recent painting that I made has these little spirits of nature, these little flower spirits and um, the sun and there's just so much to it and so much that I learned through it and like in my creation, in my channeling, a seed of life came through and all of the roots were connected to the seed of life and it was all connected and and I learned through that you know I got a reminder through that just letting um I was like anytime that I felt a forcefulness try and take over from flow um in my head this phrase would come up where I would say let it give birth to itself and so all of my creations are that they're just coming through me and I think that's why like a lot of them have been really moving because it's speaking to something bigger than just me Mm -hmm. it's just my human way of bringing it to the physical Mm. so that's that's um where I am the flower came from Mm -hmm. and whether it's in baking tweaking a recipe intuitively or painting or writing or singing I love to sing especially when I like really connect like into my like um, what chakra is like right here? Solar plexus. Solar plexus. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And just sing from there and stop even thinking about my voice or judging how it sounds. It's just like, I'm like, wow, I'm like Amy Winehouse right now. <laughs> even sometimes I'm singing Amy Winehouse. I'm like channel her spirit, you know, and, and it never comes out as her. It comes out as me channeling that energy Mm. so really in creativity I consider myself a channel for divine creativity Mm -hmm. Hmm. what is your process um it's very similar honestly (laughs) (laughs) um yeah when when I'm creating artwork my um my friend Mary told me before when we were painting together, she was like, because she was always such a good artist. And I was always like, oh, my gosh, she's so good. <laughs> I wish I could be good like her right. when we were kids, you know. <laughs> and, um, and one day she told me, you just follow the paint. Mm. Yes. 
And that just changed my game so much. I mean, Mm -hmm. I was already painting a lot at that point, but that little piece of advice really is something that like whenever I have moments where I start like seizing up and being like, oh gosh, this is not going the way I wanted it (laughs) to. Then I'm just like like, frantically like follow the paint. (laughs) Yes. But really I, my best work comes when I'm like in a state of surrendered flow as Mm -hmm. well. It's like when I'm trying to like, eat control it because I had a vision I wanted to be like this it's like my hand will not connect with my brain Mm. but when I am like just God let Mm -hmm. this flow through me like whatever it needs to be it will be like I trust Mm. you show me Yeah. yeah I just I'll just be like, whatever it is, like I trust, I trust you that it's Mm -hmm. what it needs to be. And I will literally pray for, for, um, my artwork to be whatever it needs to be for the highest good of anybody who looks at it Mm. and like for my own highest good. And so maybe like I have this theory that like, you know, to some people it might look like the most like inspiring beautiful thing they've ever seen and to other people like it might look like (laughs) an ugly mess and (laughs) that it doesn't matter and that like I I let go of it not mattering to me because I mean first of all from like a very like uh (laughs) you know just surface level like art is just subjective anyway right but also I feel like because I bless it to be whatever it needs to be for somebody's highest good, that however Mm -hmm. they perceive it is how they need to perceive it for their highest Mm. good on their journey. Amen. Yes, 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 yes. And that goes for like anything in life really, but art is a cool like container to be able to fully like experience that truth. Mm -hmm. Like, and there's so much in there, like the trust. It's an act of patience. It's an act of trust. And I find that like when I set a time, like, oh, I want to have this done by, you know, a few hours or whatever, then like that's when the forcefulness will start to rear its head. But when I'm just like, allowing then that's when that's when the good stuff comes Mm -hmm. and the stuff where I'm like I'm wowed and like almost even after it's done and people are like wow this is amazing I'm like I didn't like I didn't even do that I mean like I did it but that was like you know it just kind of happened yeah (laughs) like oh I love how you put this here and that there and I'm like yeah (laughs) totally Uh, right Yeah, I actually, I stopped painting for years. Like, I didn't paint for years because I had uh, my own company. I was doing, like, freelance artwork for my full-time gig and doing, like, murals. And, you know, I did, like, stuff for businesses and homes and whatever, but what happened was like I very quickly got like artistic burnout it was because Mm -hmm. I put all of my financial pressure on my art some people can do it Mm 
Yeah. But for me, like when I put all of my financial pressure on my art, I got so burnt out that Mm. I just was like, I did, I just, I would like touch a paintbrush to a canvas and be like, oh, I don't even want to do this right now. Like, Mm -hmm. or it was like, or I wouldn't even touch a paintbrush to a canvas. Honestly, most like I just had no interest in doing art. I just didn't, I just didn't want to. Yeah. I had a very similar experience actually, because I had started painting and I was like feeling like, okay, this is like something that I could see going somewhere and um, I set a bunch of goals for it. And then I took some classes like color theory, live drawing, all this stuff. But then any time that I went to do my personal creative expression, I would overthink it. Like I would be like, OK, this needs green and orange need to contrast each other, you know. And it was a few years also for me where I like didn't paint. Um, so I definitely relate. And now, like, I feel like I learned all that and it's marinated for enough time that it's kind of in my subconscious. <laughs> so I'm grateful for it. But also, like, I totally get what you're saying about, like, it's like almost like you left or right brain it, whatever side is like the logical side too much. Mm-hmm. And it's like, nope, you're not allowed anymore. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're not doing it right. You should be doing math with this, not divine creative expression right oh my gosh that's so funny but yeah I mean also right around that time is when I discovered yoga like Mm -hmm. when I it was like the burnout and the yoga kind of like happened around the same time and Mm -hmm. I was also I was working at a creative shop at the time but I wasn't like doing art work I was doing like I was I was working with my hands a lot I was like building things it was a really cool job actually like mm-hmm. and um and I did get to do some kind of artistic things but I was like doing creative projects like commissioned for like I was like a worker at this shop that was right. doing commission you projects yeah you weren't holding a paintbrush and just going like follow the paint yeah no no but like we got to make like a soapbox race car one time out of like foam it was like a it was a <laughs> alligator oh it was shaped like an alligator so like they made they like cut out the alligator head on a cnc machine but then like we had to do the teeth and i was like can i just make the teeth out of clay and like i hadn't really worked with clay much but Mm. i just like formed each tooth out of clay with my hands and it was (laughs) so fun I enjoyed it so much and like all I was doing was making alligator teeth but I was like I Mm. should really get into working with clay because this (laughs) is so fun I I should really get into making alligator teeth (laughs) I should really become an alligator dentist yeah actually I think that I should get into uh veterinary orthodontia that's what I want to do now yes yes One of my favorite. But yeah, so that was cool. But (laughs) I was also, you know, experiencing the burnout all at that time and then got into yoga because of like an accident that I had, like a body surfing accident, which ended up, you know, landed me in physical therapy, which I had like dabbled in yoga before. And I was like, oh, this is like, this is good. I like this. But, you know, I didn't really start getting into it until after 
that that accident and it was all like it was all just a line because I was able to like channel my creativity you know through like yoga and I you know did a yoga teacher training and then got to be creative with like sequencing and Mm -hmm. you know making classes and I taught kids yoga for a long time I'm on hiatus right now because I have three babies but um even just like the little sequence that we did before we started recording is like so beautiful and it's really like you can intuitive I mean you do intuitively like guide people through yoga and that's like another way of like channeling and bringing more light into the world thank you yeah I love it so much. I mean, I I had like a really not good relationship with like physical fitness my whole life growing mm-hmm. up. I mean, I don't know if anybody else was traumatized by PE, but I was like straight traumatized by PE because of a lot of reasons. But like, you know, like running the mile, for example, I would just get these like terrible cramps, like crippling cramps, like in my stomach, like stitches mm. where I was like, I cannot move, mm. you know? And they would there like go. yell at yeah. you to keep going. And I was like, and, like shame you. Yeah. There was like this, like, you're not trying, like, and treating me like I was being lazy when I was literally doing my absolute best best and you know what nobody freaking told me like you're getting cramps because you're dehydrated right but like they didn't like power through finish the mile yeah like normal i mean maybe somebody told me that at some point or whatever but i didn't know like i didn't didn't have know that come up to you with a glass of water to and say like oh my gosh you have a horrible cramp stitch in your side you must need water like they treated me like i was lying or making it up I know. I, yeah. I feel like there are a lot of adults who like just wanted you to be the way they wanted, like, like just for it to be easier for them. Mm-hmm. So they would completely disregard your very real experience because they're like, you're not easy. You're not doing what I is easy for me. So fit in the mold, get to it, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Yeah, like when we were in gymnastics as kids, like I was like, you know, 10 years old and, you know, in like starting gymnastics for the first time at that age, like I and I was very like I've always had super tight hips. I was really inflexible. And like these girls who were like our teachers would push me Mm -hmm. like into stretches that my body couldn't do and I would like cry because I was in pain and they would treat me like I was being like like ugh, oh she's being dramatic or she's being a baby or something then I discover yoga as an adult and they're like honor your body yeah if you're if something hurts don't do it or back off a little bit listen to your body your body is wise and I was Mm. like Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much yeah. for saying that. Like, and, and I started listening to my body and just doing the things that my body actually could do. Mm. And like the stuff that felt right. And it's not like I, you know, and I pushed myself to my edges. Like I would, I, I right. like the challenge, right. but I wasn't like 
freaking abusing myself. Right. Like I was, you know, all throughout like my schooling years with like this mm-hmm. weird PE yeah. system that oh. doesn't teach you to be in touch with your body. Right. I mean, the whole like school system in general is like not, it doesn't teach emotional intelligence or any of that, you know, and now I think things are changing, but it seems like yoga brought you like a lot of like inner child healing Mm -hmm. and it still is like, I'm still working through some of that stuff, you know, and it's been years now that I've been, how many years? Four, five. It was. Remember, it was where Alex and I. T- were you still? Were you a yoga teacher when Alex and I like first got together? I think I was really new. Okay, well, the pandemic. I had been teaching for two years when the pandemic okay, hit, yeah. so that was so 2018. 2018. So it's been like it's been like five years. Mm. And really, I became I. I did the teacher training after like practicing on a regular basis for like six months. Mm -hmm. Like it was like, as soon as I started getting into it, I was like, Oh, I'm into this. Like, I feel like this is definitely for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Cause I just wanted to share it too, because like after like, you know, my experiences like as a Mm -hmm. child and how freeing it was and how healing it was for me, and like my physicality and, and also like that there's like, you know, a spiritual aspect to it too. Like I was like, Oh, for sure. This is so me. Like <laughs> anything in life is like a spiritual thing. Mm-hmm. Nothing is not spiritual for me. Mm-hmm. Like literally like every red light on the way home. I'm not like, ah, universe hates me. I'm like, you know, like maybe this is a sign for me to remember to stop and breathe every red light's right mm. <laughs> no but i'm just saying i know i'm example. just kidding no no like I'm of course kidding. sometimes i i'm a human yeah and there's nothing that tests that more than like being a parent to a toddler um it was like jmo like hit the two-year mark and was just like i am doing all the toddler things so that's really been kind of like the work that I've been doing the past like few days past week because it was so hard at first and it was inconvenient for me and I was kind of just like fuck this is fucking inconvenient for me like kind of like treating him a little bit like get it together and then I had a um realization like that came to me in a dream where I was like, I need to live from my heart. And um, so I woke up the next day and was able to, like, if I just remind myself of that, if I just remember to live from my heart, then everything, the right words come and, like, the right I'm in the right places at the right times. Like I had a really beautiful conversation with one of our friends at like the mommy group Friendsgiving. And um, it reminded me that like to connect with my heart over this whole like 
two-year-old tantrum, you know, demanding booby and all of this. And so it gave me a lot of, of peace, you know, like just to be like where I'm at and like listen to my heart and act from that place. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, yeah, he's still throwing two-year-old fits, but I'm no longer like, oh, there's something wrong with this and I need to fix the fit because it's a reflection of me. Because also like in the manifestation world, like they'll be like, like I've heard this stream of thought where it's like your kids are like showing your symptoms pretty much. And so, but that was like a lot of pressure on me. And then I went to the mommy group Friendsgiving and there was a bunch of two-year-olds all having tantrums. And I was like, oh, they literally are just having really, really big things. Like I have tantrums sometimes and I am an adult. <laughs> like, and so now like he's having tantrum and I just am like, I love you. Like, feel your feelings. Do you want a hug? And he's like, booby, I need booby. And I'm like, nope, that's not happening right now. But if you want to snuggle and I'll tell him things like, I know that you can calm down. I know you know how to calm down. Like, if you want to hug, I'm right here. Stuff like that, mm-hmm. which is also inner child healing. Like, everything that we went through, like, as kids, like, you were talking about, like, pushing yourself and stuff, I feel like has led us to parent in a way where we're like, no, not like that. Like, no, like, I don't know. Like sometimes there's, there is, it's intuitive. Yeah, for sure. Like there is a time and place like, but I feel like I was trying so hard to be like gentle and like taking so much responsibility for all of his feelings that it wasn't like letting me set healthy boundaries. Mm Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, just like, even, yeah, thinking about it more logically is living through my heart. Like, I feel healthier and like he is acting in a more healthy way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally resonate with all of that mm-hmm. <laughs> in a very real way. Like, you know, also right. because I have a two year old, too. I mean, mine's two and a half. So <laughs> I know. Yeah. So you have a little bit like. You told me, like, oh, that Zeke had gone through this recently, too. And then it made me be like, okay, like, there's not something wrong with my kid. (laughs) You know, he's just going through it. He's going through developmentally. Yeah. No, I mean, even today we had a whole (laughs) meltdown. Like, just, you know, it was. And, oh, he's doing this thing now. Sometimes we're like, oh, the it was, no, it was yesterday. He was like all morning like I want to go to Nana's house I want to go to Nana's house (laughs) and like I want to go bye-bye go bye-bye to Nana's house and I'm like okay okay we have to all get ready we have to shower there's like some chores we have to we have we had stuff to take care of and then we'll go to Nana's house and as soon as we got in the car he was like I don't want to go to Nana's house. I want to go home. Oh my I want to go home. And then he was like uh, in the backseat crying <laughs> that he wanted to go home. Oh gosh. Like, oh my gosh. Like, but there have been several times where he'll just like flip flop like that. Mm-hmm. But I did kind of put it together yesterday too, because um, when we were at home, 
Jordan was putting together his new bed, his new, it's actually another Mm. crib, but we like moved things around so the twins are in his old one and he's in this one because this one will turn into a toddler bed eventually. But, um, but he was helping Jordan build it. And then we left and he was like feeling like bummed out because he Mm. was enjoying helping daddy build this, like they were bonding. Yeah. It was like a purposeful project. Yeah. So he's like, he wanted to go back and keep doing the project. Yeah. But so we talked through it. It all worked out. Or no, we didn't talk through it. What am I talking about? I put on music. Yeah. Oh, I put on, I'm a bubble. (laughs) (laughs) Or he, he actually asked for it because I put on a different song from the album. But anyway. Yeah. I'm a bubble. I'm a bubble. That I think the album's called like Throw a Penny in the Wishing Well. But yeah, I'm a bubble. I'm a bubble. Floating around without any sound, I'm a bubble. Oh, that's so nice. I'm a bubble. In a minute, I'm gonna pop. (laughs) (laughs) But then we listened to that song like six times in a Mm. row. Yeah. (laughs) Mm. I like actually have a pretty big threshold for the songs on repeat. Like, Mm -hmm. my husband does not. (laughs) Like, we get into the car and... Baby's having a fit, and I'm like, "Do you want to listen to We Are the Dinosaurs?" And Alex is like, "Why didn't you lead with Frank Sinatra or whatever?" And I'm like, "He's not in a that's life mood right now. Like, he <laughs> needs something that's gonna like hack his brain into like happy state, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> but he's just like, I do not want to listen to this kid music, and I'm kind of like, eh, I'm okay with it, you know? I kind of." the kid music like I it's it's fun i can i can totally get but into we it don't with them into like typical kid music really like we do here and there but like you have that like emotional intelligence for baby's playlist that i love it literally like i put it on for him in the morning but also it's like not just for him you know <laughs> like, yeah. like it comes on and it's like the song about being brave and like you know speaking your mind and it's brave to bury your soul i'm like dude that part makes me tear up i'm literally <laughs> like this is for my inner child and my exterior and my little actual other child <laughs> The child on the inside and the child on the outside. Yeah. We always have the best conversations. Yeah, we do. We do. I'm feeling like more of a surge in energy coming up. And I do equate that to the moon filling out and waxing. I'm excited because Alex and I are going on our honeymoon and it's going to be a full moon. Mm. definitely didn't plan that on purpose jk i did i was like <laughs> perfect over the full moon <laughs> we'll have lots of full so moon honeymoon energy you Ooh. know um but yeah it's it's really cool to pay attention to that and feel the the pull the ebb and the flow of energy to it because i really have felt connected to it Hmm. yeah I'm that's awesome mm-hmm. I'm still Thanks. on the like trying to remember to tune in with it page 
Just but moon gaze. Yes, I know. No, well, and that's <laughs> why before we started this podcast, we went outside and yeah, gazed at the moon. And it's in a, a waxing gibbous phase right now. What's yeah, so it's like um, gibbous is when it's like it's the opposite of crescent. Mm-hmm. You know, when it's like not full, but it's like getting too full. Like mm-hmm. it's bigger than like a half. Mm-hmm. It's like a heaping spoonful of moon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. oh my gosh, that's really good. Yeah, when I saw it tonight, I was like, it looks like a face that's like, man, <laughs> like happy, like a big old smile, you know? Mm. Yes. I love it. Mm. Yeah, I know. Actually, Carrie, my our friend Carrie, um, is like the first person who ever even like introduced the idea to me that I'm like, oh yeah, it's called a moon cycle mm-hmm. for a reason because she was like, oh yeah, I cycle with the, I don't remember if she said full moon or new moon, but I was like, that is so cool that you know that. Why yeah. are you so cool? You know that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. And then I still didn't pay attention to it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, me neither. I don't but think I was ready to. Yeah. And then after I had Zeke, I was like, I really, like I had been wanting to tune into it for a long time. I just didn't. And then after I had Zeke, I was like, okay, now I'm definitely going to. Mm-hmm. And then I only had two cycles before I got pregnant with the twins. <laughs> Actually, I only had one. And then I had like some spotting. It was like, I had a period while I was pregnant. Like uh-huh. I'm just saying like, yeah. Anybody who says like that doesn't happen. It does. Like maybe it was lighter. Yeah. I don't know. I was wearing, ta- I was using tampons at that oh, time. Cause yeah. I was on a road trip. So difficult. And the tampon situation. I recently, or was it a, I don't even know if it was past, but regardless, yeah, like yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I, it seemed like a normal period to me, but apparently I was already like one month pregnant during that road trip so and i got covid during that time too i found and i thought that i was tired because i was sick but it turned out that you were pregnant yeah i mean maybe i was also i was i was sick and pregnant so no wonder i was so freaking tired yeah (laughs) and i was like why don't i want to drink this coffee right now um because i was pregnant yeah red flag (laughs) or green flag (laughs) red flag um oh hey (laughs) but um yeah, so, and now I still haven't started my cycle yet. So you guys will get to hear that process too, unfolding and see like, you know, the experiment is like, yeah. will tuning in with the moon make me have regular periods also after having had all these babies? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am. Um, two-year-old is talking in his sleep right now. That's really cute. <laughs> <laughs> little boy mm-hmm. um yeah so i found that um like everybody's cycle like it varies obviously from person to person but also within where you're at like it's what like 28 to 32 days or whatever give or take um and so with the moon as well like when i first started keeping track I was getting my period on the full moon 
and then it like shifted to being like half and then now it's the new moon Mm. and so supposedly like it says something about like where you are at energetically with Mm -hmm. when you are getting your period Mm. and there are like mediums who will tell you and stuff I just saw like on Instagram but (laughs) I the medium that I turned to 98 99 I don't think I've ever even like asked a medium really I mean like maybe us having intuitive conversations if like you it's just a label but like the person that I turn to the intelligence that I turn to is my internal knowing first and mainly Mm -hmm. so I'll find like the meaning in it that way Mm. Yeah, I, th- I think that's why, like, in Jewish tradition, you're not supposed to, like, see, like, fortune tellers or whatever, right. like, because. Yeah, I think we talked to. about this, too. Oh, we did. We, yeah. Last episode. But, yeah, it's it's that's true right. because it's, like, interrupts your divine communion. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you know, to each their own and. Right. Absolutely. I mean, I definitely, like, when I was talking about an oracle card that I pulled, <laughs> whatever, like, everyone has their connection in their way. This is just, like, the life that I decided to incarnate into and, you know, the programming that I've decided to agree to and, and all of that for, like, and even with all of that stuff, I literally turned to myself first, like, Last episode when I was talking about pulling cards, it was like I tuned in with myself multiple times before actually doing that because I wanted to like feel for sure like that I wasn't doing it out of insecurity or something, mm-hmm. but rather like just feeling like a genuine pull mm-hmm. to seek guidance in that space. Yeah. I know I hear <laughs> Does he need a snuggle? Yeah, so you guys, my my sweet little son is in there saying, I want to cuddle you, ghost spider, because he watches a show <laughs> called Spidey and his amazing friends, which is based off like Shouts it's, all Spidey. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's Spy- it's Spider Man and like the Gwen Stacy, like, Spider-Woman character is, like, her nickname is Ghost Spider, so, like, we play pretend. <laughs> and he's Spidey, and I'm Ghost Spider. So now he's in his room going, I want to cuddle you, Ghost Spider. <laughs> so, I'm going to let you guys go. Yeah. <laughs> we'll call it's it. Late. We'll call it for tonight. Um and I'm going to go and cuddle my little Spidey. Mm, so, Sarai. Mine. Yay. Mm. Sarai, it's been a pleasure, as always. Mm, same to you, Jordan. Yay. And thank you all for tuning in. <sighs> yeah, and listening to, you know, us talk about ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully super fun yeah no it's super fun and and thank you all for joining us and we will uh talk to you next week all right stay lunar loves mm-hmm. <laughs>